Welcome to the Healthpreneur Show with Uriel Kine. We're so glad you're here. Every episode, we're going to bring advice and conversations with experts that will help you grow your health business. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Yuri here. I am excited. I'm joined by a long lost friend. It's been a while <laughs> since we've uh, since we last hung out, Samantha Gladish. And in case you guys don't know who she is, let me just quickly introduce her. She is a registered holistic nutritionist, a weight loss coach, hormone fixer upper, metabolic balance coach, and the author of the Amazon bestseller, The 30-Day Hormone Solution. Uh, she also hosts one of the uh, top-rated podcasts in Canada called Healthy Hormones for Women and much, much more. Samantha, welcome to the Health Burner Show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and connect. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So I'd love to like... I'd love to dive in and just talk about like the elephant in the room, which is obviously COVID and, and everything that happened last year. I would love to know from you, how did you adapt, pivot, stay relevant through that interesting time, which is not quite over yet, but. For yes. sure. I know yeah. we're like coming up on a year basically, which is yeah. crazy, right? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, I'm not going to lie when. I guess it was like February, March of, of last year, 2020. And when, you know, everything was kind of unfolding with COVID, I had this, this feeling, this like deep voice inside of me that was like, well, the world might end. And this is your opportunity to unleash everything that you've ever wanted to do and just go for it. And I had this like really profound, I'm telling you like this profound voice that just kind of came through and was like, do it. Like, what are you waiting for? It was almost like I needed this traumatic experience to happen for me to be like, let's just take what we're doing now and even up level it because this is actually when people need us the most. Mm -hmm. And I just dove in like uh, on a whole other level, just like my confidence showed up on a whole level, other level, my leadership. And I was like, people need us. And I'm not going to be over here telling myself this story that no one can afford services and my business is going to fail. That is not the belief that I have. And I know I can make this work. And 2020 ended up being one of the biggest years that we actually had in business. Yeah. Which is the same the same result that I think so many other people uh, that we've had on the show or, or, or colleagues of mine have, have, have said, because like you mentioned, it was a, it was a decision, a mindset, which I think is amazing. They didn't yeah. play like victim, like, man, this is not working. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So did anything change business-wise for you or was it kind of more of the same, but just kind of like, you know, pushing a little bit more? Yeah. I mean, I, for the past three years, kind of under the radar, I've been running a business mentorship program. And again, February, March of last year, I was just like, I'm going to release this publicly into the world now. Like again, everything that I wanted to do and I want to get out there, I'm just going to go and do it. And so I did. So business-wise, that kind of changed a little bit because uh, I publicly shared our, our eight-month mentorship program and we had a lot of students come join that, which was great. Um, so that kind of just opened up this whole new avenue for me. And I started diving into not just the nutrition side, but also really coaching our students in our mentorship program. Um, and yeah, so that that's kind of what changed changed there. And like our team grew and we had to bring on more coaches. I was, as I was stepping away more from the nutrition coaching side, we needed to bring on people to support our, our clients there. So, um, you yeah, know, that's kind of what that looked like. 
Nice. I'd love to talk about that because a lot of people who coach clients, everyone starts off like they themselves as the coach. Then in order for that to scale, you need, in most cases, support from other coaches. For sure. How did you, what did that look like for you? Was there, was there fear? Was there excitement? A little bit of both? Control issues? Totally. Yeah. Kind of a little mix of everything for sure. I mean, I've been coaching now for 15 years in, in the weight loss hormone space. And so for me, I kind of just got to this point where I was like, it's, it's no, it's no longer for me. It's no longer the thing that I need to have full control over. I can, I can take this business and bring on other coaches where they're new and they're so passionate and excited to work with people where I'm kind of transitioning out of this a little bit and diving more into the business side. And so I'm going to bring on these coaches and they're passionate and they're excited to dive in and get clients. So, uh, so that, so that's kind of what I did. It was just really about finding the right people who are excited and passionate and driven and they're willing to show up and do the work. And, um, I just had them come on board and I don't micromanage anybody. I'm not here to look over anybody's shoulder. I'm here to really show up as a leader and support them in any way that I possibly can. And, um, yeah, we have a, we have quite the influx of, of clients needing support. And so I just knew that I can't be the only one doing this. And I'm also spreading myself pretty thin with all the things that I do in my business. And so it really became just this natural transition for me to kind of step back and be like, there's other leaders here that can do this and I can have them on my team and we can all work together and provide this amazing service and support people. It doesn't have to be about me. And I think that's often where people get stuck. They get stuck Mm -hmm. in the like, it's got to be about me. I'm my brand. It's me, me, me. Right. And you can't scale that way. So sure you can scale one-on-one coaching if you want to charge really high end, which I definitely recommend, which is great. But at the end of the day, there's still only one of you. And if you really want to support more people and grow, yeah, yeah, you can't, you're not going to be the only one being able to do that. And if you take a week off, you're screwed. Totally. Unless they're buying a package. But yes, for, for those who are listening or watching to this thinking like, okay, well, this sounds great, but like, how do I find these people? Like, so for you, like, what did that process look like? Where did, like, are you, were you hiring health coaches specific areas of expertise and and where did you find them? Yeah. So I, I mean, like online Facebook, you can, you can find anybody on Facebook, (laughs) right? Um, So I just kind of would post asking for, you know, looking for coaches. And I just was very clear with uh, my sort of like application and, and what I was looking for and what I required. I definitely like, we do a lot of Dutch hormone testing. So that was really important to me is finding somebody who was, um, who knew about hormones and Dutch testing and can read that. So that was really key. And then of course there's areas that I can train in, but already having somebody that had that foundational knowledge was really, really important. And then in my mentorship program, that's where I found my coaches really, because they were already training with me on business. And then I could see like who was shining in their different zone of geniuses and like how they would be such a great fit. And so that's ended up, that ended up being great for me. And I ended up finding coaches from there. And then it was also a bonus because they're also being trained on the business and the marketing side on the sales side. So it was just such a great fit that way. Yeah. It becomes like a breeding ground where you're like training them for the pros almost. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, awesome. It great. Yeah. What's, what's one lesson you've learned in that process of like hiring and managing and leading a team? 
let go of control, <laughs> let go of it. Cause yeah, it's just going to drive you crazy. And, um, it's, it's really key to understand like where people shine, you know, like you can't put all of these things on this one person and expect them to excel in every area if that's not their zone of genius. So that that's really important to me is like really recognizing what you love to do and what you hate to do mm-hmm. so that I'm not piling all this stuff on your plate. And then it ends up being very like resentful and work's not getting done. And so that's really, really important is just like, where, what's your zone of genius? And let's make sure you you're doing that. That's great. That's such a good, um, yeah, it's great advice because no one likes being micromanaged. No. Um, and I don't think any leader likes micromanaging. It's like that, that (laughs) like we all want to hire amazing people who do their thing. But as you said, I think you brought up like leader leadership several times, which is really what it's about. Yeah. So when you, when you think of like being a leader and leadership, like what is, what is that visual for you? Like, what is that, what does that mean or look like for you? So initially, I mean, it's really, it starts with me right? It starts with how I'm showing up in my life, how I'm managing my time and my well-being and my self-care and my relationships. Because if it's really messy over here behind the scenes and in my life and all these things, and I'm trying to show up uh, to be a leader, like that, that's just going to come through, right? So it's all about my integrity and that integrity starts with me. And so I think and I think that's why I've been able to build a really great team because they can, they can feel that and they see the importance of that and they want to resemble that too. Right. They want to, yeah. and it's not to say like, I'm, a, I'm, they're putting me on this pedestal or anything like that, but it's like, they look at me knowing like Sam's got her shit together and you know, she's authentic and she's real And she's not scared to like dive into the uncomfortable conversations and go there with us and support us. And that like, they want to be that too. They want to be that leader and embody that too. So the leadership really starts with, with you for sure. hundred percent. Is there any, like, what is, what is your self-care or self-improvement routine look like to make sure that you're always in that, that space of taking care of you and growing to show up for that? all kinds of things. Um, I like movement is so important. So like, and really it comes down to scheduling my, my live by my calendar. Like if it's not in my calendar, it's not real. So my, I know that at the end of the week, as, as long as I've gotten in, you know, four workouts and four training sessions, like I feel really good in my body. So that's really important is scheduling in my workouts. Um, I prep my meals or sometimes I, I'm doing like a meal planning service because I know my calendar is really busy. And that's the one thing I don't want to neglect. I don't want to be getting off calls with clients or my students or whatever, and then running down to the kitchen and just grabbing whatever I, you know, I really want to be mindful about how I'm fueling my body. And of course, again, being a leader and being a coach and being in the nutrition space, I want to be in integrity with what I'm teaching. Like I live by those values too. Right. So nutrition movement, so important and um, time off, like really making sure that I have time off and I'm not overworking and I'm just not overdoing it. That's really essential for me. I need to, um, I need to unwind. I need to step away from the computer or I need to go outside and enjoy life. And, you know, I can come back with really fresh ideas and inspiration. So those are, those are really essential. 
and how do you disconnect? How do I disconnect? Yeah. Like what's your go-to? Like, what's the one thing you're like, Oh, I'm, I just, I can't wait to do this thing. So like the thing for you, whatever, whatever that is. Well, I mean, travel used to be it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is, yeah. What's that? Yeah. Right. Remember those days? I know. Yeah. So travel was definitely like, that was the thing that like every quarter, even if it was just going up North to an Airbnb, that was a couple hours away, something, you know, yeah. um, it doesn't have to be like extravagant travel every quarter, but there was time off every quarter. And that was huge for me because I could really I would look forward to that and that time away and like that new inspiration and adventure. So that hasn't happened. Um, there's been some Airbnb and some, you know, travel cottages and things like that, but it's just, it's not the same. Yeah. Um, but like being outside in nature, that's been really huge for me when I'm sitting at my computer and my brain like is just overloaded and I'm like distracted and I'm looking at my phone and then my computer and email and all these things. I'm like, okay, I just, I just got to step away. And so going outside in nature and like, we have a dog. So walking her numerous times a day, I mean, I've probably been on like 5,000 walks in the past year as probably everybody else has with COVID. Yeah. yeah but being outside, it's always a great way to just kind of like, um, yeah, just like be inspired and recoup and reset. Yeah. I'm with you on that for sure. Even on the travel thing, it's, uh, it's weird. I don't even look forward to traveling with all the nonsense and like the, all that yes. kind of stuff now. Yeah. But I, I feel like we live in a different universe sometimes to our American friends, because I'm like, you see them, I, I'm seeing people run live events in the States, traveling across the country. And here it's like, well, if we leave the country, we're going to be sitting in a 14 day quarantine when we come back. I'm like, that's yes. not a really good trade-off. Yeah, totally. So, Totally. And the is. way like all the rules and regulations are changing so quickly all the time. Yeah. I, I don't know what to expect. I'm like, will I be able to get back into the country? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. We, we, we were actually in Australia last year and we got like literally the last day before lockdown is when we arrived back to Toronto. Wow. Yeah, Lucky. It, was, it was good timing. Um, yeah. Really good timing. Yeah. It was nice, but yeah, you know, times change, things change, and we adapt and make yeah. the most of it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what is what is one thing you know, looking through, um, you know, like some of the challenging times in business, whether the you know, wh whenever that was, what what have you learned about yourself? Like, what are you? What's maybe one thing that you recognize about yourself that maybe not your strong suit, and what's one thing you've recognized that's like really amazing about your ability to move through challenges? Yeah. Well, those are some tough questions. Okay. So, um, Lay down on my couch and please. <laughs> I am not a numbers person. Yeah. I am just not a numbers person. So I need somebody or like spreadsheets or anything like that. I, it is not my thing. So, um, like even my accountant knows that you got to contact me like eight months in advance to stay on top of me with like getting taxes and things in order because, yeah looking at that stuff, like gives me anxiety. It's just not my strong suit. So I need support in that area. So that I know I need somebody to help me manage all that and look at numbers and break it all down. That's really, really key. It's just not my area of, of expertise. And, um, you know, for me, I'm like, and this is often what I find. It's like, either you're really good at the numbers and all the accounting and tracking all of that. And you're not good at lead generation and sales or like vice versa. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, I can show up and sales and lead gen and do it. Like, it's so fun. I love it. But the numbers is just not my thing. Um, 
And then, yeah, strong suit. Well, I guess, I mean, that's part of it. Sales, lead generation, all of that, which really comes down to community and connection. Like, that's just what I love. I, I love to build community and connect with people. And I think we kind of forget that that's what it's about. You know, we get so caught up in like, I got to make this sale and I got to make this happen. I have to hit these numbers. And of course you're in business. I, I understand that, but we lose sight of like really showing up and providing service and building relationships with people. Like we're in the relationship business. Don't mm -hmm. forget that these are people. And I also think that that's why my business has grown fast and why it's been like has felt really easy because, and don't get me wrong, there's been a lot of hardship and lots of challenges and ups and downs for sure. But like getting clients has not been a challenge because I just show up wanting to build a relationship and get to know people. And if they're the right fit, great. And let me teach you more about what I can offer you and my solution. And if that's a great fit, great, let's move forward. There's none of this like forcing and pushing and yeah, that's been like really one of my strong suits. It's just, yeah, that, that connection, that community and relationship building. That's huge. What do you say to people in our space who have like an icky relationship to selling? You are in sales. So accept it. Like, but, I, but I'm just, I just, I'm a doctor. I just want to help people. Yeah. Okay. So how much do you want to make helping people? Do you want to make, do you want to, make money doing it? Or do you just want to give your value and your, your coaching away for free? Right. So do you actually want to build a legitimate business? Because if you want to build a legitimate business and pay your bills and make money doing what you love, you have to get comfortable with sales. And yeah. again, don't think of it as I got to get on this call. I got to make this sale. I got to close this client. Like let that go and focus on, I'm going to show up as me and be real and just have a conversation with a new person and build this new relationship and get to know them and understand them and what's wrong with them and provide a solution and, and make an offer. And if it's the great fit, great. But if you're constantly holding on to this, I got to make a sale. I got to do this, this is my numbers and blah, 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 blah. Like that energy is just going to push people away. Yeah, totally. No one loves like that neediness it's repellent like even in personal relationships right yes i don't know if you've ever had someone in your life where you're like oh my god i love you so much and they're like okay oh, yes yeah. <laughs> it, is finger, good, right? <laughs> it is not a good feeling it is not a good feeling yeah no for sure um but it's true like i i think the way i see this is it's not about closing someone it's about opening a relationship totally. you know and, and i think a lot of it is just like mind sh mindset shifts of yes it's not about like pushing someone into something. It's about like you're helping them to their higher, but the thing they came to you for. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just all about that, like mental reframe. Yeah. Is that something you've always had? Like you've always believed to be true or did you have that resistance years ago? I mean, yourself? I've been in sales my whole life. Like every job I've ever had has been a sales position. Well, and what did was... you do like sales wise before all this yeah. So I used to work as I used to manage a health food store. So of course I was selling supplements all day long and had to hit, you know, numbers for sure. And then, um, after that I was a sales rep working with the supplement company, same thing. We had targets and numbers and all of that we had to hit. Right. Um, so I've been in sales forever. I mean, even before that, 
If you want to take it all the way back, I was a babysitter and I was, I had to sell my services and I was babysitting literally the entire neighborhood at like 14 years old, 13 years old. Right. And you had to sell the kids on going to bed on time. Yeah. (laughs) Totally, which is the hardest thing. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but that's probably why I was like the repeat babysitter because I would be like, sure, you can stay up 20 minutes, you know, extra late. That's all good. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So they always asked me to come back because, you know, it was fun. I was the fun babysitter. But um, yeah, I've been in sales my whole life. And the thing that changes and shifts is that when you get into business for yourself, like instead of selling, you know, this supplement and this product over here for a company, well, now I'm, I'm selling myself. So that, that was definitely a transition and a bit of a a reframe. And it was really just about getting clear on my value as a coach and what I was offering and getting clear on what I want to make and what that goal looks like and the kind of business I want to have and the time freedom I want to have and the financial freedom. And as I got really clear on that, it'll really allowed me to show up and um, have that confidence to sell, to sell my services. That's awesome. And did you go through any of the imposter syndrome or I need everything to be perfect before I can start working with people? How did you move through that? Totally. Yep. Uh, Went through a lot of that. And, you know, like I said, there's been tons of ups and downs and I have failed my way to where I am now, as I'm sure you can say the same thing for yourself. No, I've never failed. Everything has been perfect the whole time. (laughs) Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I had to let go of the perfectionism when something is taking weeks and weeks and weeks just to get done because it doesn't look a specific way or the color is this or, you know, I'm just like, I just got to get over it and put it out there. Um, so yeah, again, it's that control, right? Just letting go of everything to be perfect. And we often get so caught up in just the little things, like for example, like colors and branding and things like that. And like no one cares, you know, or we get caught up in like our Instagram feed and it all has to be this, this specific color. And, and I'm just like, no one cares. I know. I want the quotes you on the care. left, the images yes. in the middle. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. Right. I don't have time for that. And your audience isn't looking at you questioning, like why the branding colors aren't this specific way or why does this didn't match? Like, no, no one's thinking that you're thinking that. Mm -hmm. So like, you got to get over that um, and let go of the perfectionism around there. And that's not the thing that's going to bring you sales. Hold on, sorry. Having a beautiful Instagram feed all organized is not the most important thing in business. Correct. Oh my goodness. I've had it all wrong. (laughs) Correct. No, it's, good. it's good. It's good advice because it's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We get caught up in all the wrong things, right? Trust me. I, and I have, um, having my grid and my feed and everything look a specific way and posting them a specific time and day and everything. Um, but you know, and, and don't get me wrong there. Social media is an amazing tool. Um, but it's not the only tool and there's strategy and systems and things that you need to have behind that first. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm getting away from your main question, but no, no, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Challenges and, and all there's, there's been many and just the perfectionism. Yeah. If you find you're spending weeks and weeks to get something done and you're probably, I know I do it all the time is overthinking things. And mm-hmm. I, I just have to like, stop myself and be like, do people really care about this? Or is this something I'm, I'm caring about? And like, and then from there, I just kind of learned to let it go. Yeah. So such good mm-hmm. advice. Samantha, this has been awesome. Before we finish off, what is the best place for our listeners and viewers to follow you online? Yeah, well, 
Instagram, I do love it. And uh, if you were to ever see the people that I follow on Instagram, I follow all food accounts because I love food and I love posting about food. stuff on the wall there. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. <laughs> so Instagram, that's where I love hanging out. You can follow me there at Holistic Wellness Foodie. Um, if you're more interested in like the business side and entrepreneurship, you can follow me at Samantha underscore Gladish. And then uh, my website, holisticwellness.ca. Boom. And we'll be sure to link up in the show notes for you on those. Uh, Samantha, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for giving us a little sneak peek behind the scenes and a little sneak peek about your journey. It's been awesome. Thank and uh, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on the Coach's Corner. If you didn't know, inside of our private Facebook group, the Healthpreneur Hub, Yuri's show, The Coach's Corner, happens live every single morning with one goal, to help you grow your health business. If you want to hear more of The Coach's Corner, then click the link in the show notes to join the Healthpreneur Hub on Facebook for free. And if you want to know the four-step system that predictably fills a health business with qualified, ready-to-buy clients, we want to send you an invite to our free online masterclass. You can find that masterclass at healthpreneurgroup.com show or by clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time on The Healthpreneur Show with Yuri Okine.